Welcome. This is the Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast. This is an Ivy Pod production. You can find us at IvyPod.com. We are Ivy Pod on Facebook, Ivy Podcast on Twitter, and mail at IvyPod is our email. Let's begin episode 51 of the Ivy Alternative Podcast. Let's go. Welcome. Hello, Clayton. How are you? Hi. I'm good. How are you, John? <laughs> We're digitally, potentially. Yeah, a little, dig- little digitally. So we apologize. Digitalism. Yeah. Apologize ahead of time. We are struggling with our recording apparatus. Mm-hmm. Things just don't, just not going well for us tonight. No, we're just blaming our uh, free service provider. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> it's their fault, obviously. Jerks. Yeah, we're here with episode 51. Pretty exciting. We made it through 50 to 51. Yeah, some thought that after we reached 50, we would hang up our, our shorts. Right. And just call it quits. No, we're not. We don't quit that easy. We, no but Maybe it's a good idea, but still, we're, yeah, we're going to keep going. Um, That's right. Yeah, why not? We we don't really have a a, a show today. No, <laughs> with all this digital interference, we might not even use this. So yeah, we're totally thrown off. Yeah, it's messing with us. It took us a long I know. To I don't even it. know where to go. I don't even know where to start because of this. I got one idea, John. We could start with our our sponsor. Do it. Uh, Let's do Marsic it. Law Offices in LaSalle slash Utica. Uh, yeah, this, I mean he's our longtime sponsor, but. Um, just say it again. I mean, if, you, if you're in need of legal help, that's who I would go to, and that's who I think you should go to. Um, he'll fight aggressively for you. Uh, he's someone who focuses on the quality of their work. And even more important, he's someone you can trust. You get a lot with Kramarsic Law Offices. Uh, he, he's a former lead prosecutor with years of experience that he will use to help and guide you. Also, Doug is the from LaSalle, Peru, uh, graduated from LP, class of 99. And, and he's he he's someone you can trust when you need to talk about some critical issues you might be having with your life. He can help you with all different kinds of legal help you might need. So uh, jargon, yeah, give him a call. It's uh, I'll, I'll read out the number. I don't know if I normally do this, but it's eight one five six six seven seventy one hundred. He does have a, it's his Utica office at KamarsikLaw dot com. You know, we'd love to thank him for his sponsorship of the show and. and you know, where would we be without Kamarsik uh, law offices, John? I would be in a gutter. Right. Well, we would have had to stop the show. We would have never made it to 50. That's true. You know how right. much this costs. It's expensive. We need good sponsors. This is that's actually very relevant to today's mm-hmm. uh, show topic. So, But we'll get how to that later. How much it could cost. Yeah, right. right. But yes, we thank Doug for his support of the Ivy Alternative Podcast. So what do we got? We've got we've got very little. So we're going to be rambling <laughs> probably a lot. Uh, that's what happens in these sort of episodes. We should episodes. let the people figure out that we have very little without us. Yeah, we probably shouldn't lead. <laughs> we shouldn't lead the show to say we, we, got, we, we got, got nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing tonight. So we do have a the main topic we're going to talk about a little bit later is has to do with the a threat to podcasters everywhere, mm-hmm. and that is. Uh, there is a troll, patent troll lawsuit. Well, I guess we'll get to that. But it has to do with patent trolls and a direct attack on several mainstream podcasters out there. And so we feel, you know, as podcasters, we should talk about this. Sure. Well, it's so. pretty interesting, and it doesn't only affect podcasters, but we will hit more on that later. We did have mm-hmm. uh, a pretty good Facebook and Twitter time, you'd say, right? So we, you, you were smart enough, and you, you put out there on the interwebs trying to find the number one place for fried chicken in the Illinois Valley. I did. Just as, a, as did. an informal poll, that was the, I did. the our first formal, our first poll that we've ever done, as far as I know. And we had pretty well, you know, bad. you know how this all started was uh, at 
Windy City Esquire, Nick Robleski. Yes. Uh, he's a friend of ours from uh, he's from the Illinois Valley, and he's a he he's on Twitter. We follow him, and he he mentioned something. I can't remember if I had posted a message about. I probably did post a message about fried chicken because I think half of my tweets have something to do with fried chicken. Yeah. Um, Every other so, week you're, you're talking about it. So I think he posted a tweet and, and and just questioned me and said, "Hey, what's some of the best fried chicken places in the Illinois Valley these days?" So. Used the Ivy Pod Twitter, you know, social connections, and we really did. Yeah, we got a good turnout of votes. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna run through them. If I can figure out how to do a drum roll, uh, there'll be a drum roll. So I'm gonna try to do that without breaking stuff. But I'm a little scared to do anything at this point because of all of our digitally things. But so far things are going so well, and I, I shouldn't keep drawing attention to that. Uh, yeah. So I'm just gonna shut up now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, oh, before we go through the rundown, I did want to mention that if, because I know, you know, we're going to have people lined up to see us at the LaSalle Canal Market. We had talked about this on our last show, uh, that we, we said that on June 22nd, we were going to be at the LaSalle Canal Market Day event. Um, they have several of them uh, down in downtown LaSalle. But things didn't quite work out for us, and we are going to have to bump this back. And we're going to try again in July at the July uh, market. So uh, we'll have more to come on that. We apologize. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Um, I'm I know sure you're right, though, John. It, it, it's got to be a terrible disappointment to our fans. <laughs> I know. Everybody was making special arrangements yes. to come. I know. I know. Uh, so uh, we apologize. Yeah. We'll get there at some point. How's that? We're trying. Trying. I'm working on a, uh, I'm stockpiling stickers, so this just gives me more time to get more stickers and more things to have at that market. So we're gonna try. So anyway, uh, yeah. So let's let's run down this list of, of fried chicken places. We got a lot of votes, and should we? Well, I guess we'll take it from the ones. There was a lot of them we got that, excuse me, only got like one vote. Right. So we'll run through those real quick. I think people are going to pretty much know who the winner was ahead of time, but uh, we're going to go through the process here. Sure. So I'm just going to ramble these off real quick, the ones that got one vote. We've got Hank's. That was from me, by the way. Yeah. Uh, sip and Snack. Where is that? The, the snip, Sip and Snack? Yeah. Isn't that in Mendota? I think it is. Okay. Probably I probably should have researched that. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought it was, and I, I just needed some assurance that that was the I'm, case. Yeah. I'm going with that. Uh, Hank's being in Ottawa. Uh, next was Cheese Shop. That was mine. Yeah, that was you. That's yeah, they, they're the ones that did the fried chicken at my, my wedding. Which was very good. I would agree with that. <laughs> there you go. I felt like I owed them something. I don't know. They, we they, had a vote. they have great food. We had a, <laughs> we had a vote for KFC, yeah. although I don't know if it was really a vote. That's from Revlo over at the Nerdy Directive. Cause, and I've been giving him crap because he basically said that he's only been to Ray's Place in Hennepin, which is also the next vote. And KFC. So I pretty much called him out and said, you know, WTF, buddy. Yeah. It's not expensive. That's the beauty of fried chicken. You can, for $10, you can enjoy a pretty good meal. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I could be wrong here, but. So come on, Nick. Yeah. Let's go. Get out there. Put yourself out there. Yes. Fill your arteries. Yes, with cholesterol. With, with cholesterol. <laughs> Be true. Fried goodness. Yes. While we've proven, we've kind of avoided that topic because we've talked about long ago we were going to do a a health episode, but I think maybe we've avoided it because out of fear of depression. Yeah. No, you start talking about county health stats for Illinois or for (laughs) LaSalle County. Uh, Yeah. And yeah, Illinois is a fairly big state and we got problems, but. I think we should just keep talking about fried chicken. Let's just keep talking, yeah. yes. Well, you, also, uh, Starved Rock, yeah. Al's, uh, Al's Supper Club, I believe that is, Al's, or Al's Bella Vista, I think that's in LaSalle, yeah. used to be in Delzell, um, uh, Cabin Fever in Peru, and Jake's. Where's Jake's? Do you know where Jake's is? That's in LaSalle, too. Is it? I, I believe it's just a bar. Okay, cool. All right, uh, we, also, we had a couple with two votes, right? Yeah, one, take one of which was, DQ'd, but the first one is Annie's, uh, Anne's Hideaway in Naplate. 
Ooh, yeah. Which is pretty good. I like, I like their jungle juice. Yeah, I've heard, yeah, they have the, the big, like, carafe or, like, the glass, uh, sangria kind of, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, neat. Uh, the other, the other one to get two votes was for June. Did it really get two votes? It got two votes, sure yeah. One person didn't vote twice. And no, okay. no. Um, June bugs, and I, I, I'm still not a hundred percent sure that, but I, I, from what I gathered, it's somewhere in the Peoria area. So we disqualified that because it's DQ. Yeah, it's not in the Illinois Valley. Yeah, we, sorry. Someone could probably make some other arguments against us for some of these other places, like maybe Hennepin doesn't count, but it's close enough. Sorry, you're, Kevin. Yeah, if you're over an hour away, you're pushing it. <laughs> That's what we'll just, in general. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Uh, we also had two oh. with three votes, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Skoogs and Lanudis. Uh, yeah. Is this Skoogs and Utica probably, right? That is correct. And I think I've had their wings, and I would agree they're good. Yeah, the wings are spectacular. Yeah. Um, Lanudis I've never been to. I've, had, I've been there once. That place is pretty awesome. It feels like you're in an old... Uh, 50s diner. Right, that's what this and place is good for. Is it the supper club kind of thing, or is it more of the diner diner, like you were saying? Yeah, no, that's how I picture it. I feel like it's like out of history. Like a diner, you know, though. What, what do you mean? What's well, the Well, like a supper club there? is like it's a little darker, um, maybe it doesn't have um, more formal than a... No, I think this is more of like the, uh, the black and white checkered floor kind of feel. Oh, okay. Like... Is that would that qualify as a uh, diner? Diner. Diner. Okay. okay. Right on. Yeah. Hole in the wall. Where, Hole that's in, in the wall. Is that in Lad too? That's also in Lad. Yes. Right on. Yeah. Nice. That's the epicenter for fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> we had yeah yeah a little foreshadowing there. Uh, right Spice in Peru came in with four votes. We had uh, five, which I think that was actually one of mine. Was that one of yours too? Right Spice. So we both. Yeah, did you vote for Rice No, Spice? I did not. Yeah, I voted. You know what? That was a really hard decision for me uh, because they were not going to make my my three, but recently had it, and it was so good. It just it was so recent and so good that I it just made the list. Right. So. Well, isn't that what they say? Like it's it's that's why you always want to go last in some kind of competition where you're being judged. There you go. Um, recent memory. memory. Yeah, recent memory. Right. All right. What else? We got a couple with five. Uh, yeah, John's North Star, that's in LaSalle and Verruckis. Oh, goes me. Um, no, Spring Valley. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Veruc- I was thinking, I was thinking of number two, or number two. Um, yeah, Verruckis in the Valley, I, I'm sorry, and those are both really good too. You can't Ooh, yeah. go wrong with either of those places. Spectacular. So, and, I, uh, yeah, I guess there was a tie movie. for third then, right? Tie for third, right. Between Verruckis and John's North Star. Yes, congratulations to them. We will send you an award. Mm hmm. <laughs> that they will mount proudly on their wall. Sure. Third place from Ivy Pod. Number two. I'll take number two. No nuts. Uh, <laughs> yes. One of my favorite places, Garzanelli's in uh, Oglesby. Yes, me too. Very good. I can spot. honestly say, I mean, I've been there a lot. Um, I don't know if I've ever had a, like a bad experience there. And if I had, it, yeah. has, it doesn't come to memory. Like, and it, by bad experience, I mean something that I can nitpick about that it unwind. Are you a fan of their garlic? Homemade salad dressing. I like it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pun. I've grown to like it, but wow, is that powerful? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's stronger than others. Yes, exactly. But I'll, you know, it's, it's, I, 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 that's one of my favorite places. Just that, like, that too is among like the others where it's a. To me, it's like the the classic supper club kind of feel to it. And yeah, a little darker inside. It's got a sweet bar. Mm-hmm. The big round bar and uh, and rack I mean, and. For restaurants, as far as price wise, it's actually very reasonable. I mean, yeah. Well, if, if, especially if you if you don't really if you don't plan on drinking anything, you could get out of there for twenty five bucks, thirty bucks. I mean, well, for a couple. For a couple, right? And that's yeah. cheap, fellas. Keep that in mind if you're single and you're looking <laughs> to take a lady somewhere. You can look real good and not have to spend a lot of money if you take her there. But don't order the garlic salad dressing. Oh right, yeah, because right. it just, will. And if she orders it, just be like, really? That's just a, probably a sign you should just take her home as soon as you're well, <laughs> well, if she orders it, then you should order it. Oh, it. yeah. Then she knows you're like blood brothers or something. Yeah. Then, well, then, yeah, it cancels out. Right. 
I don't right. know if you're supposed to offer a mint after you have that. I don't know if that helps. I think it's too I strong. Think, I don't think it would do anything. <laughs> it would just eat it right, right through it, overpower it. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> I think you should take number one. This is your, your poll after all. Okay. Well, number one, drum roll, please. Uh, is Rips in Lad. Big surprise there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are on channel, you know, Chicago News. Right. Uh, people make pilgrimages to Lad just to eat, eat their fried chicken. Right. And I would agree. I think it's... Um, consistently I, good. It is consistently good. You know, you could say sometimes there's places local that people from out of town will go to and the locals will say, oh, yeah, that's that's the place all the out-of-towners like to go. But uh, no, not the case with Rips. It is that good. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it's tough when you have a reputation like that. It's really easy to sort of let it go. And they're, they've been so popular so long um, and been able to consistently put out the you know best product and always good, consistent. And that's... There's something to be said for that because you know it's real easy to screw up fried chicken, man. It's it, screw <laughs> up. It, it is because I mean if you get that if it's not that oil doesn't keep right, you put too much in in there at one time, or you know if your recipes aren't quite perfect every time, you know it, it's pretty easy to mess things up. So kudos, kudos to them and congratulations to our list and thanks for voting. We I, this was I was excited. We got a lot of people to vote. It was fun. Yeah, people care about their Illinois Valley fried chicken. Mm-hmm. We found the thing that binds us. Right, <laughs> right. From uh, Colonel Sanders all the way to Rips, right? <laughs> yeah, and everything in between. So, awesome. and uh, and there's probably some that we might have left out that places that have pretty good stuff, uh, fried chicken. But well, we would be glad to continue this topic. I love talking about fried chicken. Mm-hmm. It just makes me hungry and want to go get more. So, uh, yeah, write it if you've if we forgot somebody. Let us know. Yeah. We'll talk about it again. I have no issues with that. <laughs> so, let's move on to some more serious stuff. Uh, so let, let's, let's see, where, where do we start with this? This is, there's so much, and I have a feeling we're going to be bouncing around all over the place. So, <laughs> where this is all started, we're going to talk about, uh, patent trolls, specifically in relation to podcasts, um, because several very big name podcasters, the Stuff You Should Know podcast, Mark Marin's podcast, uh, let's see, uh, Adam Carolla's podcast. Sure. Just a, yeah, there, there's the a, there's only, a the, bunch. Only the for-profit entities, so like NPR and stuff kind of was actually, they, they have yet to be uh, have legal action taken against them. But I, I guess we should probably explain this from the beginning. I, would you want to start with like what a patent troll is and then sort of say how it relates to podcasting? I think that's probably the best plan here. I, I in terms of like patents, obviously, are like you own an idea or a, a way to do something better, right? It, the patent can be you can have a patent on an, an idea, you can have it on an invention, uh, or it's just a way of doing business, uh, a way of doing things, a process, right? Can, um, lots of different things you can patent. It's a and, way of uh, protecting your uh, intellectual assets, property, yeah, right. and property. So. What, what a patent troll is, is someone who buys up a bunch of patents. Not someone, usually it's an entity, some sort of a company, usually based in Texas, uh, <laughs> <laughs> from what we've seen. And yeah, they, no, they, really. uh, they acquire patents and then they go after the people that they feel like are infringing on this patent that they own. So, and in this instance, so what we're going to focus on tonight would be the patent for recording and releasing programs in a series over the internet and if that sounds generic <laughs> and broad it really is right so that generic and broad right it i i forget the specific wording but it was incredibly generic oh i will be glad to read it you should because so this person um applied for a patent and had it grant granted um back in the 90s and john do you want to give us i don't know if you have it in front of you <laughs> i do so the guy's name all of a sudden, I lost my page. Is uh, Jim Logan? I believe it is James Logan. So this guy. Now the weird thing with him, though, and it's a slight difference because you know, like you mentioned, patent trolls are typically considered to be 
uh, somebody, you know, the companies that go and buy up a bunch of tra- buy up a bunch of patents. Now this guy actually, his name is on the patent, right. so it's a little bit different, but it's definitely I would, you know, you could argue whether or not this guy is actually a patent troll or not. I would still consider him a patent troll because he's got a bunch of like really vague generic patents that he wrote and he sat on right. for years and years and years and years and years and, and let people do the work. And then, then, you know, once they started to make money, he showed up and, uh, started ask, asking for money. So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but, um, what, what, did, what was the question? So, uh, <laughs> I, I thought I, maybe you could give us the language, but, uh, oh, yes. He's a, yes. This inventor, while you get that together, the, the inventor, Jim Logan, his business, like how he came up with the idea and put his patent in was for delivering audio news on cassettes. Not yes. on an iPod because iPods didn't exist. Not even on the, over the computer per se. It was just cassettes where you could get your news. How he would distribute them was up up for debate. But he actually did say, you know, he would hope to be able to use the internet somehow to do it. But he never did figure out how. Yeah, uh, and supposedly this guy did spend uh, or invest 1.6 million of his own money to develop. Some kind of an MP3 player. He tried to do something, uh, but it didn't work. Right. It didn't really pan out. Um, and I've looked around a lot of different articles, and they, they, I've seen some different things, like where they'll cite how he, he made this. He did do this thing with cassette tapes, like you mentioned, but then he also was trying to do stuff with, they just cited as some kind of an MP3 player. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess I get a little confused about that, just because I, nowhere have I seen the details of what he really did invent. Because I just heard that he tried to do some kind of MP3 player and it didn't really work out. So I I don't know. That's kind of weird with the language. But the actual his company is called Personal Audio and the patent. This is what's gotten brought up a lot mm-hmm. and, and in terms of uh, the actual verbiage from the patent. Right. Well, uh, well it, in, it, when you say brought up, like uh, so, we, we some of the what we'd be talking about is this American Life had a great episode, which was actually a follow up to one a couple of years ago. What was the title of that? We're kind of intermingling our commingling our our podcast and main topic this week. Uh, Patent yeah. Trolls Part Two, and then Mark Marin's brought it up. Uh, I really haven't heard it anywhere else. But Planet Money was really oh good yeah thing. yeah Planet Money that that was they kind of those two out the This American Life and the Planet Money kind of went together. So yep. Yep. So uh, the actual, th- what's got this line here? I'm just going to read this. Uh, this is directly from the from the patent. Uh, apparatus for disseminating a series of episodes represented by media files via the internet as said episodes become available. And then uh, the people who are you know have issues with this is you know the, they find it funny because the patent talks about an apparatus just like you mentioned, Clayton, but uh, nowhere mentioning how that apparatus works in yeah. no way whatsoever. So he provided the roadmap, John, don't you know? Oh, yes, of course. Without his idea, n- nothing else would have been possible. Right. Well, no, um, yeah. So that's that's the issue. And, and what makes this particular one, and, you know, we're, we're kind of jumping around, and I apologize, because there's a difference, a little bit of a difference in this case, because this guy did actually come up with the patent, uh, and he's been successful with these, by the way. He, he, he had a patent that somehow said something about developing or releasing a playlist, and he sued Apple over their playlists uh, as part of iTunes, mm-hmm. and he won. And then it got appealed by Apple, and then it got appealed again, and whatever, they ended up settling, and he won- He got like millions of dollars mm-hmm. out of the deal. So right. he's he's been very successful at uh, writing up uh, patents that um, are broad enough that he's been able to apply them to technology that's out there today despite the fact that he didn't do it right well he tried i i mean there is something to be said i I actually the more research you do about this person you you kind of like well gave it a go uh he did invest money but it's still bullshit in terms of the the legal the legal side of it it's almost like well i thought of it first (laughs) if you owe me money it's like yeah and that's i don't know if that's how it should work yeah going into this podcast i was ready to to do a big rant and just, you know, tear this guy to pieces, you know, after listening to like Mark Marin and talk about it and stuff. And then, yeah, like you said, we do a little research and it starts to get a little bit muddied. It gets a little gray because 
you know, patents, the patent system is really important. I mean, I, I, you know, just through my work, I, you know, I can appreciate the value of a patent. I mean, I, of course, I would love, as somebody who, you know, deals with this stuff, I, I wish that all patents, you know, were free and that I could, I could use the ideas I came up with and piggyback them with another person's ideas and we could all work together, uh, you know, and just, gets rich, right? and every, well, no, just for the betterment of, of mankind, you know, but, uh, that's not how things work because we do, uh, I understand that companies spend tons of money doing research and development, you know, mm-hmm. and they need to protect that. You know, they do, they invest a ton of money re- doing R&D, uh, for some of these patents. So to have a patent is extremely important to protect that work and that money. So if someone else does use that idea, well, yeah, they did all the legwork and spent all the money. So there's a true justification for having a patent system. It's really important. It's in the Constitution. So that's a valuable system, but it's like, I think this drives at the fact that there's some issues with the patent system and the way they give out patents right. just in general. Right. I think that's kind of where it, you know, where it goes back. And, right. I think uh, uh, computer nerds out there will probably tell us too. This isn't the podcast thing is obviously been popular in the news within the last couple of weeks, but I think isn't there problems with a lot of software patents and stuff? They'll, they'll, they'll issue patent for any kind of blank computer language, just a lot of software issues too. Have you heard of that? Well, or am I? Well, yeah, everybody's heard about the case where like, you know, Apple and Samsung, right. uh, fighting back and forth over things like an icon for an app having rounded corners. Right. I mean, stuff like that is just, just unreal. Uh, and the fact that they're fighting over that, spending tons of money. Right. Instead of uh, dumping it into developing new technology, they, you know, they're they're too busy fighting it out in court. Now, granted, the amount of money that these companies bring in and the scale of them actually probably is be, it's beyond me for comprehension. I mean, so when they say they spent, you know, fifty million dollars defending themselves against patent trolls, that's really just a drop in the bucket. Yeah, it's. But all big, that being said, it's still a waste of money. Yeah, and, and, and because of that, it, the argument is that what's going on is stifling innovation because right. people are worried that, you know, they really can't come up with a new idea because some of these are so, these patents are so generic that it's hard to even find them. They could you put know, their own time and money into to getting uh, an idea, developing it, applying for a patent, getting it, and then pursuing that, uh, or, or putting in for a patent and realizing that some guy Ten years ago, came up with the idea for, you know, making playlists, and it's right. like, well, we we do you just stop at that point because you know a guy down in Florida thought of the idea that oh man these computers are pretty slick, well maybe someday you'll be able to make your own playlist, yeah, and then he he well I, I guess some credit needs to be given to those folks who actually did apply for these patents, but the problem is there's crossover and they hand out thousands of them. And they're and they well, sometimes roughly the same thing, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's and that's again. I mean, I get a little wishy-washy on this topic because I, on the one hand, I want to go after this guy for for attacking uh, podcasters, but at the same time, he did file legally file a patent, and he legally got that patent, mm-hmm. and you know he has a right to defend that patent. Right. Of course, it's funny how he uh, conveniently waited until you know. There are these people who are making money, mm-hmm. uh, and then he waited to, you know, waited till that moment. Although I think they said, I think he even said in an interview that, oh, he, you know, he did this patent and then he forgot all about it, you know, and, and he just recently saw stuff that made him think of it, and uh, so he decided I, to, you know, look into it. Yeah, bull. I don't bull, know if bull, this is crap. true, but the the patent was granted in February of 2012, but the priority date goes all the way back to 1996. Yeah, he originally filed it in, in 96, and I get a little confused about that. I, I wish I knew a little more about it, so if anybody can help us. Attorney Doug. Uh, Attorney Doug, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He, he's probably not us. a patent lawyer. He lives in Illinois. Sure. Patent lawyers, yeah, exactly. Who? Uh, that's all they do. Mm. Um, but um, In Texas. Yeah, it's... It's, what's that? In, te- in Texas. Yeah. Well, I, I, on the This American Life episode, that was one of the things I found amusing was they, they did some research and, and went out to us was it in western east east texas like near houston right yeah somewhere out there and yeah there was just a a bunch of these yeah like these companies that are hollow shell companies is what they would call them that there was a whole hallway with it maybe a a six or ten different business doors and office building 
and none of them, there was no one there. They were just, right. they were just there because these places need physical addresses to, just to right. look legit. Well, yeah, to look legit and have a base of operation because the thing is, if, if they try to sue, take Apple, uh, they filed suit against them. Had they filed f- from a company in California, well, I think there would have been a different outcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, they get jury, friendly juries. Yeah, in, uh, in Texas. Exactly. Uh, apparently, uh, <laughs> For whatever I'm not going to make fun of the Texans, but uh, yeah, eh, maybe I will. Sure. They get friendly juries down there, and they win, and that's what's crazy about it. Like one thing I wanted to mention, I'm kind of ju- again, I knew we were going to jump all over the place on this, but mm-hmm. I, I, I want to go back to the this guy with the podcasting thing because what bothers me the most, you know, like I get I get a little muddied about. Uh, <laughs> Clayton's dog sitting, by the way, everybody. <laughs> yeah, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I heard the dog. <laughs> it's Buster. Um, but but what bugs me about this is I, I feel a little muddied about this just because I don't know whether or not I should like this guy or not, but and and whether or not he's a patent troll or not. But I do think this guy is kind of a douche just because he's not going after Apple with this podcasting stuff. He's not going after Stitcher Radio. He's not going after the Zune or other MP3 creators. He's going after the podcasters. Right. And looking for licensing fees. Yeah. Right. And that's BS to me. Right. Yeah. It, but he's going after any of the for-profit ones. So it's funny because This American Life is the ones throwing him under the bus and he's not even suing them. Yeah. You know, they're, he, they're the ones out there doing the story that is basically saying, like, what's going on here, folks? And it, it's a little bit slanted. Uh, probably someone would yeah. say it's a, li- a lot sure. slanted, but between Planet Money and This American Life, you kind of get their angle, and and we can step back and go like, yeah, I don't know, man, I don't know. Your patent was too broadly written to say that you they owe you anything. Um, right. You didn't you didn't benefit them in any way. They they don't know what? who you are. They didn't need your patent to do what they do. You know what I mean? They he didn't create any technology. The idea right, the that's... idea is is a I think one of the reasons, one of the ways you can get a patent is it can't be uh, something that someone else has thought of. I believe it can't be so obvious, right? An obvious idea. And yeah. in this instance, um, by the time this guy wrote the patent, I'm sure there's no way that he was the first guy to think of what this was. And that's exactly what they're trying to prove right now. So. That someone else before him had this idea. Right. I bet but, it, uh, it through a good patent search, and, I, and I'm sure there's attorneys doing it, that they could go like, well, back in 68, you know, the radio show or whatever thought of something, uh, uh, this idea, it, it, it loosely, just as loosely as he, he presented it. Right. Well, and then to go back to the fact that he isn't going after like Apple or, or Microsoft or, or, or those big companies – and and why is that? He goes, and this is a typical maneuver for patent trolls. They don't go after the big ginormous companies, although he did actually with Apple. So I guess that was an exception. But typically, they don't go after these giant companies. They go after the little guys. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Because <laughs> they're the most likely to settle. Yep, they can't fight back. Well, they can't afford to to fight back. Well, then that was a in the This American Life episode, and one of the in, in a different case, right, would be. The uh, company uh, Carbonite, who was an online backup service, actually defended itself when a lot of the other companies that were being sued. So when, you, we, when we say smaller, medium company Carbonite, I think of it as being probably a big company, but the reality is they don't have a ton of employees. They're not pulling down a billion dollars in, in profits every year. Yeah, no, I don't know with them. They're, but they're yeah, making probably... a decent amount of money, but they, they can't afford an 8 or $10 million judgment against them. So they had – they. Against a lot of the people's advice, his attorney's advice, the CEO decided, you know, screw this, we're going to we're going to fight back, and and luckily they won. Yeah, but the funny thing with that was they didn't win because it was proven that the patent was BS right. and just broad and stupid. Mm-hmm. They won on a on a technicality right. that the guy who wrote who it was, screwed out one of his partners. Yeah, the exactly. guy got greedy and it screwed him. <laughs> if all he had to do was put his boy in there, like one of the guys that he worked with back back when they were inventing stuff in the nineties, and he would have got paid. Yeah. Well, exactly. that that that's I guess that that's uh, we're assuming that it maybe wouldn't have been the case. But what ended up throwing the wrench in their case was the fact that he didn't name 
the co-inventors properly when in the documentation for his patent he had brought up these other folks that helped him with it but they were their names weren't on the initial pages of um when they applied for the patent right I guess i'm saying that right so i think you did it made sense to me mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah there's a I don't know. We could go on and on about this. I, I don't know where to cut ourselves off at this or not because, I mean, it's just, it's an ugly thing. And, and here's the, here's what's going on though. I mean, this, I think this was actually a mistake on this guy's. I know he's, he's trying to, he's trying to get his money out of it, but I think the fact that he's going after podcasters may have been a mistake just because podcasters are a form of the media. And then the media, the ba- mainstream media is picking up on it. Sure. And to me, you don't want to make enemies with the media no. because, you know, they've got a voice. Right. So, uh, hopefully that's why, well, well yeah, we should try. And it does seem like, uh, some of this has actually caught the attention of the government and they're working towards passing legislation that would help, help the small company and the medium sized company fight against these patent trolls. Um, President Obama's quoted it. I don't know if, if this is actually something that it seems like it's going to go through, uh, that he has, they're trying to push a bill through the, uh, house and, and and it should help yeah, against this exactly and I, this is one of the weird times where republicans and democrats are actually agreeing <laughs> well that, <laughs> they all seem to agree that there is a serious problem here right which means there's actually a serious problem here yeah so uh it, it's it's a I, I think the patent system in the past has always proven to be good, but the number of pat, patents that gets granted every year is exponentially expanding and, and right. growing. So, um, so it, it looks like something needs to be reformed in the patent office. Right. So. And I'm not saying that that's the nature of society as we live in it now. I mean, as we move towards the future, the amount of patents that get filed should go up. Uh, it's an exponential thing, right? Just like population growth is exponential so it only makes sense but uh, and the growth of technology is going to keep going up but we need to we need to rein it in and make sure that we're not uh, thwarting or preventing a technology that's going to benefit society from occurring just because people get greedy and and they can't afford the the patent uh, problems that might come with with trying to become an inventor or yeah and that's where that's where it sucks. You get you get some small little company. They're working hard and come up with some new cool idea, and then you know some giant, you know, a troll comes in, sues them, right. and to the point where they don't have a choice but to either quit or pay. Right. But both options destroy them because they're little. Right. Well, that's where it, it could just, just mean that's a sad thing. Right. It could just mean that that lawsuit, if they pay out or settle. And oftentimes they're asking for – this is an, a, a slight jag here. I'm sorry. But oftentimes they're not even asking for just a one-time payout. They're looking for a – we want 20% of whatever you guys bring in for you know infinity. Yeah. And that's where it's like, whoa, you guys are greedy, like cutthroat, man. And, and that's where I'm like, ah, that's pushing it. But – the problem is it's not so much that the companies oftentimes, if they're good companies and these are the ones oftentimes being targeted, it, it's that they it prevents them from growing and it prevents them from hiring more people. It prevents them from going out and doing their own research and development on new products or ideas. It, it thwarts that. It forces them to lay people off work. I mean, it, it's a it, what basically what it cuts down to is it's it just stifles innovation. It's yeah, I, I I totally agree. I mean, I I guess you know the flip side of this is you know the the trolls might argue that oh well without us going to these inventors and buying their ideas they wouldn't have the you know the resources to take their idea and do anything with it. They wouldn't take the risk. They wouldn't take the risk. They they would just sit on it and they just wouldn't know how. They wouldn't have you know, wouldn't have the money to to take it any farther and. That's so I can kind of see that argument a little bit, but then on the flip side, when you look at what those inventors actually get from the the troll companies compared to what the companies, you know, the trolls are going for money wise, it's like the inventors get about maybe point zero zero one of a percent of what the you know what the troll company is getting. Right. It's 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 sad. <laughs> right, it is sad. And it's it's too bad. I don't. I I don't know. I, I'm kind of. Like, I I thought we'd probably have a. Uh, we'd go off a little more. Just like yeah, it's just stupid. But it, 
it is true. Like there's a need. You know what it was kind of reminds me of is do you remember? Um, this is kind of a off topic slightly, but do you remember the movie uh, The People versus Larry Flint? The, he's the hustler guy that started the pornography cases and all that. And oh, the, yeah, the yeah, Supreme sure. Court eventually basically ruled like you'll know it when you see it. Yeah, yeah, whether right. it's whether they consider it to be um, offensive or uh, there's a specific word I'm going for here, but you you get where I'm <laughs> going with that. That's kind of how I feel about these patents. It's almost like someone you'll know a bad patent when you see it, meaning or if it's good. It's it's just it's almost like a case by case thing. We don't want people to stop applying for patents. We'd like to be we'd like the patent office to be a little more stringent. Would you say where you have to be a little more thorough with your idea, maybe yeah, to a certain degree, but yeah, maybe just, not it, too far. But yeah, and that's where it gets tough. We, I mean, when it comes in terms of infringement, you'll know it when you see it. You know what I mean? Whether it yeah, makes sense. have a common sense uh, approach right. to it. Um, but who who makes that determination? Right. Well. Well, I could just have to, picture the government like having sort of vague rules about how they enforce these things and how some ways they'll apply and other ways they won't apply. And it'll be sort of – they're trying to put catch-all language in place that can be interpreted multiple ways. And it, it basically ends up screwing the people that they're trying to protect. Does that yes, kind of make sense? I don't yeah. Know. And, and, and the, Well, right. No, I, I think I, – you know, I, I read some things that said uh, – I can't remember – where we'll have a lot of these references for this stuff, so I'll put these in the docs. Um, been in the news big time. Oh yeah, all the, over the place. But uh, they, oh, I don't even know where I was going with that. The, 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 a lot of the criticism for, or, or actually against the legislation for the patent trolls is that the legislation and changing the verbiage to make it harder is going to, you know, also hurt small people because it's hard to distinguish on paper. A patent troll versus just a regular person. Uh, and that's going to be tough to determine. But yeah, you, like you said, there's got to be s- some way to do it just to make it common sense. Because if we can see it, <laughs> you know, right. you'd think, you know, you'd think the people in charge could see it too. Right. There actually is a, uh, a group that, you know, podcasters can sort of support and it's a electronic frontier foundation defending your rights in the digital world. Uh, stop patent trolls, support the shield act. And I assume the Shield Act, or it, the Shield Act, is actually a, a bill that's being uh, introduced by into the House of Reps by a couple of politicians out west. Uh, and it looks like that their goal is to sort of prevent this sort of uh, thing, these these kind of cases from occurring over and over and over again. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll link it. We'll link it. Mm-hmm. We'll link to it. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, yeah, like you said, I, I thought I was, I honestly, I was planning on ranting and raving about this and then i like literally but within the last hour uh before we started this show and doing a little last minute research on on just patent trolling in general and and this and this guy this logan dude uh it's just a t- i don't know how they're going to get a grip on this mm-hmm. like we said again you know patents are important i mean it protects your right if you come up with some sweet idea right uh, and you didn't have the resources to actually develop it and someone did uh, and they used your idea. Well, sure, yeah, you should get something. I mean, it's your idea. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, if you're coming up with ideas like, uh, <laughs> if I file a patent that says I've got a way to uh, do time travel, and then 15 years from now someone invents time travel, well, hey, I'm going to knock on their door. Right. I, I thought of that a long time ago. Yeah, it was my idea. I wrote that in, a, in an article in, in, in school. I wrote a thing about that. Right. Part of the problem, too, is that the, the whole legal system... It, it, lawyers are loving it, I'm sure, if, if they're in the patent or in the patent business. But it's too expensive for the small firms to to go. Small firms being smaller or medium sized companies to go to court because if they if it drags on and on and on and they lose, they're on the hook for the legal fees and they can't afford it. They can't take the risk, so they settle, and that's what these trolls are counting on. And that's what's the scariest thing is they don't even want it to go. They don't want it to go to court. They just want people to say like, "Oh, well, you know, just pay us the licensing fees. It's cool. We can negotiate." Yeah, it's basically a shakedown. Yeah, if you're if you're a poker player, this is like going up against a guy who's got big stacks of chips, and you've got a few. Cha- you know, right. you don't have that much left, and you're betting into a pot, and then he sees 
you're got a small stack and he just goes all in. Right. Why not? Because he knows you're you know you don't have much you can do. Right. You just fold. <laughs> right. That's a good way to put it, John. Because if they decide to fight. That's like going all in against them and going, well, I hope I get lucky here, and it shouldn't yeah. be that way. No, no, it shouldn't. So I think we're going to see some kind of a change. I wanted to talk about this. I think it's important because just to be conscious that this is going on. And not, um, not only does it not only does it apply to the podcast, it also applies in, in a lot of other industries and businesses. So right. it, it's 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 a pretty broad. Uh, topic really and it's a broad problem it's not it's relevant to us in our instance and in, in any anybody who's a fan of podcasts but it's it's a this the patent thing is it, it falls across a lot of different industries so it's something to keep an eye on yes and if we've said anything wrong or that doesn't make sense please let us know right. um, sure we don't we pretend to be patent experts but we're just you know we are semi-informed whoop. Yeah, semi-informed, and we're podcasters, and we feel slightly threatened. Hey, we we're asking, you know, we we got sponsors now. He might try to take uh take half of our ten bucks away mm-hmm. or five bucks away that we were getting <laughs> back when we sold our con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, if you're looking to sponsor the Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast, ten bucks an episode, an episode. Yes, and we will develop reads for you if you. If I've been told that, yeah, we will. They're awesome. I've been told that that's really cheap. Yeah. I was told by a few people that we should really bump that up, and I just don't think, yeah, I don't think we're there yet. No. <laughs> we're just happy to we're have just, sponsors. That, 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 yeah. cool. We're just happy to do the podcast. That's right. And not get sued by Jim Logan. Right. He's not going to come after us. Well, because he doesn't, not. who would he sue? He wouldn't even have anybody to sue. <laughs> we're not like an LLC know. or anything. He's going to take my house. I just got it. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have uh, I it. think we should take a quick break. That sounds good. Okay, let's do it. All right, we're back. Thanks for coming back. Uh, let's begin uh, this the last little portion of the show. We got to do one more read for Kramarsic Law Office. Uh, let's see here. I don't know if we, I don't know if we mentioned it before. I wasn't listening, Clayton. I apologize, but uh, we've known Doug for a long time. We can say with complete sincerity that if we needed legal help whatsoever, Doug would be the first guy we would call. Uh, if you check out his bio on his website, you will find out a lot of really nice things about him. I think you mentioned it before, Clayton. He was a South County Assistant State's Attorney prosecuting criminal cases, advising police officers and state troopers, and he later became the lead DUI traffic prosecutor for the entire 100,000-plus LaSalle County area. Uh, he had the opportunity to try numerous bench trials and jury trials to verdict, including trials ranging from petty traffic violations to serious felony charges. He's handled real estate, traffic accidents, workers' compensation, estate planning, licensing issues, and family law issues. Uh, we highly recommend checking out his website, kramarsiklaw.com, not kramarsiklaw.tui. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you'll, uh, you'll find out, I, I just mentioned it, You'll find out all the ways he can help you. DUI, traffic law, criminal defense, traffic accident compensation, driver's license, reinstatement, and sealing and expungement. The Kramarsic Law Office will be happy to give you a free consultation. Just tell him, you know, Ivy Pod sent you, and he'll give you a free consultation. For more information, give Attorney Doug a call, 815-667-7100, Utica, Illinois, KramarsicLaw.com. We thank Doug for his support of the Ivy alternative podcast awesome well thank you doug moving it along uh let's uh yeah let's do it yeah so i think we've pretty much we could probably keep going on the patent troll thing 
Um, I think it's. But so, we're not. Yeah, we're not gonna. We're not gonna keep going. Uh, I we guess already we, lost. We already lost half of our listeners. Right, they're like, this they is fell asleep. Boring. What the well, let's just get into our apps, pods, and 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 tweets and whatnot. So, I mean, we already talked about the podcast that we referenced in, in the patent troll conversation. Is this American Life uh, patent trolls part two? There was also a Planet Money on it, so you could check those out. We obviously highly recommend them. That's kind of what motivated our uh, show tonight. So. Kind of see the origin. They do a pretty good job of uh, kind of the whole story and and more one-on-one examples of how it can affect uh, entrepreneurs or, or individual businesses and companies. Pretty good stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to really quick send out a shout out. Shout out to our other Illinois Valley local podcasts, uh, Candid Radio. There's Three Geeks, One Podcast, The Twizcast, and The Nerdy Directive. I have to mention, uh, if you are interested if you're a video game player i'd highly recommend checking out this week's nerdy directive and you will get to hear yours truly me john uh on the nerdy directive they let me they let me come back (laughs) yeah what was the topic this week we talked about the big e3 convention it's the biggest video game convention of the year cool and we talked all things e3 which was this happens to be a big year for the video game world because the X, the new Xbox and the new PlayStation are coming out, and then the oh, Wii yeah. U recently came out too. So lots of lots of stuff going on in the video game world. So I I I check that out. It's obviously their best podcast they've ever done because well, you can hear I was on it. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. And you can hear them on Stitcher too, right? Stitcher Radio. Yeah, that's our app for today right. because we couldn't come up with one. Right. Well, Good I figured week. I'd segment that way. Yes, yeah, beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we, Stitcher Radio. we realize we, we we it's hard for us to push a new app every two weeks because um, we tried new things here and there, but we're not going to recommend crap. So Correct. we'll go with an old reliable, and that's Stitcher. Stitcher Radio. It's it's I use that a lot. I I use a couple podcasting aggregators, but Stitcher is uh, frequently used by me. I'd recommend it. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Oh, Skydive Radio. I forgot to mention they're another uh, local podcast. Uh, have to do with Skydive Chicago. Rook Nelson. Rook, yeah. <laughs> so I put in this thing for the Norm MacDonald show. Mm-hmm. Norm MacDonald. We talked about him last week say. or last last episode, right? Yeah, yeah. I just I, a quick mention. I tried. This is an older episode, but I tried to listen to the Bob Saget episode. Did we talk about that last week? No, I don't think I, so. No, I didn't think so either. So I tried to listen to that one and I couldn't do it. I had to turn it off because I. T- you know, Bob Saget is so funny. We grew up with him on 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 Full House. Yeah, you know, I didn't watch Mr. Show, nice. show well, stupid. I, sorry, I did a little bit. I, I admit it. Uh, <laughs> that's what my wife and I have in common. That's why we got married. Oh wow! Had a, oh man, no. based on Full House. Based on Full House. No, <laughs> no. But Bob, but Bob Saget, his comedy is like extremely sexual, and I just. Not that I have what an issue with that. did you say when we were talking about it before we started recording? Every other joke was about sticking something up your butt. And you're it like, is. And you're like, I had enough. Yeah, I can deal with that that kind of a joke, you know. At, when it's timed all, well. Yeah, when it's timed well. And, you know, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not, you know, I, I can handle that. You're but not it's a when, brood, are you, John? No, I'm not. And it's just that every single joke he just kept, it's like he was going out of his way to stick things up his butt. I was just, <laughs> I got sick of it. I don't blame you. I, I, I couldn't do it. So, yeah, I had to turn that one off. Cool. Well, Norm MacDonald, we'll see if that show gets uh, traction and, and it keeps it going. I hope so. Yeah, it's a video podcast, right? So... Yeah, I've yet to watch the video. Yeah, me neither. Audio. We'll see. I, I'm a fan of his, but I, I don't know. We'll see if it if it, if it works out for him. But uh, you you had another one on here for the Nerdist with the is it Jesse Thorne? Yeah, that was pretty good. Okay. Or Jesse, yeah, yeah, that was a good one. I I can't remember what it was about, but I I thought it was a pretty good episode. Je- Jesse Thorne is a podcaster, popular podcaster. Right. So I don't listen to any of his podcasts, but apparently he's pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, I added one here. This is uh, what I, re- I I just got back into listening to Freakonomics, the Freakonomics pod- podcast with Stephen Levitt and uh, yep. Stephen Dubner. Really good episode on tipping. Highly recommended. I did also. I I can concur. Did you listen? I, that was, I did. It was really good. It was. Uh, it really 
puts tipping on its on its side. Like it, it makes you really look at it from a kind of a new perspective. And the the way the United States is compared to most other countries, I and mean, if you're from the United States culturally, we are the country that tips the, the most professions. I think is yes. the best way to put it. Yes, uh, like 35 professions. Right. I think would get tipped. Uh, and and that's the most by far than most countries. And uh, most countries don't do a choose what you want tipping structure. Uh, we're one of the only ones where that's a big deal. Most places just have a a single set service charge and that's it. Right. I thought it was really good for the reasons. Uh, the origin of tipping, I think, is probably what makes me go like, hmm, okay, it's a, it's a pity thing, and that's not good for society. No, but they did say that uh, statistically, a blonde, slender, big-breasted woman in has her the 30s. best chance in her thirties has the best chance of. Well, there's lots of stuff going on in my house. Yeah, she has the best chance of getting a big tip. Right. It wouldn't be uh, an Ivy Pod <laughs> podcast if if there wasn't another friggin' storm. This is our third podcast in a row where we're getting blasted. I'm like my I oh. think all my stuff outside is blowing away. Really? Oh, big storm. See, I'm in Ottawa. So, well, let's pound this sucker out, John. Can we? Okay, yeah, let's do all it. All right, but back on the podcasting, uh, Seth Rogen uh, from from Superbad and a whole host of movies did the podcasting rounds. I want to say he was on Marin, he was on Corolla, he was on comedy Bang Bang. Excellent Canadian, love him. I didn't realize like I I like hearing like kind of his backstory and like what his origin was. Um, the reason he's making the rounds is he has a new movie coming out. It's called This Is the End. Probably comes out Friday. It's on Rotten Tomatoes. The last time I looked and put it in our doc, it was 86%, which is real good, especially for a comedy slash action movie. Any thoughts on that, John? Did, did, have you seen any previews for it? Uh, honestly, Clayton, I think my storm is uh, affecting our podcast it, at this point because you cut out there briefly. You're you're getting a little digitally. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're going to have to close this down. Bummer. Crap. Dang, storm. Can we let's can we buzz to the tweets real quick? Yeah, let's do it, and then we'll. Be All right, done. super high, super fast paced tweets of the week. Uh, what do we got here? I'll, I'll take the jump. first one, John. Yeah, go for uh, it. This is one I, I I saw tonight actually. This is at Live Nation IL Illinois. Um, just added at Oddball Fest with Dave Chappelle, Flight of the Concords, eight thirty one at the first Midwest Bank Amphitheater in Tinley Park. Um, big comedy festival coming to Tinley Park, Oddball Fest. Uh, Dave Chappelle. And not only the Flight of the Concords, but Dimitri Martin, John Mulaney, uh, who else? Chris Elia, a whole bunch of comics are coming. So it should be an interesting thing. Uh, yeah, August 31st is their show. Tickets go on sale this Friday, um, 10 o'clock. So check Excellent. that out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one is from at AM 1220 WLPO. It's Lanny Slevin Day. After nearly 40 years, today's his last day on the air. Tune in. Uh, to tribute this morning or something like that. It's a Facebook Turn post, in, so it doesn't yeah. really, yeah, it doesn't quite read right on Twitter. But you know, Lanny Slevin, uh, Illinois Valley props sportscaster. Yeah, props to him. I'd so. say that's our tweet of the week. Yes, I like that because <laughs> 40 years in the radio business earns my respect. And calling baseball games and football games—that's awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the next one. This was at Ars Technica. PlayStation 4 will be available for $399 this holiday season. Awesome. Yeah. Which yes, is hundred dollars uh, less than the uh, Xbox One. Xbox. Exactly. Which I think yep. I actually owned one of those, but they just called it the Xbox. It's confusing. <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> All right. At TT underscore. Uh, how the heck do you say? A Tavigia. Uh, Andy, Andy Tavigia. Andy Tavigia. Actually, okay. damn it! I should know that. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. Um, he doesn't care. He didn't respond the one time we. Gave him props. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Ottawa's Michael Hermosillo has been taken by the Los Angeles Angels in the 28th round, pick 847 overall of the MLB amateur draft. So I think we've mentioned him before. He had, yeah, he's a uh, spectacular football player from Ottawa. Uh, he's a yeah. high school senior this year. He, and he's going to play baseball. Right, he signed with the Angels, and he had a full-ride scholarship to play football at the University of Illinois. So Yeah. Yeah, pretty awesome. Good luck. He, and he's uh, apparently, 
uh, baseball was his obviously first choice because he, yeah. he he took that opportunity and he's probably already gone or will be leaving very shortly to go play right. ball. Yeah, good luck to him. Yeah. All right, one left. Yep. Uh, well, this was just one one from my personal account because uh, Commander Hadfield is now off the International Space Station, and there's a lady named Karen L. Nyberg at Astro Karen N9, or no, at Castro. I did it again. Yeah. Ast- <laughs> at Astro Karen N. And it just the tweet was powered by the sun, and it had a cool picture of the space station solar panels. I I just mentioned it because I need. Uh, my ISS news, right. and she's You're she's Commander yeah. Hadfield. Yeah, so that's all I got. Boy retired. Yeah. That's like yeah, that's about a show, Clayton. Yeah. We're gonna have to. Well, what kind of up. storm am I in for? Uh, really hard rain. Okay. And well, I really, really, really wish I wouldn't have opened up my pop-up camper oh. and cleaned it out tonight. And you left it open. to air out. Yep. Tough. Oh, well, you might have to let it air out a while longer. So. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? Is it? It's got. It, oh, so you have the screens open and everything. I have it all open. Uh, all right. Well, good luck with that, John. I think I'm gonna go run out there and get really wet right now. Cool. So, uh, yeah. It's midnight. But, uh, Why not? <laughs> ivypod.com is our e- our website. Mail at ivypod.com is our email. Uh, Ivy Podcast is our Twitter account and Ivy Pod on Facebook. And that's about it. Yes. Thanks for listening. So long, everybody. We, 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 got, we got, got nothing. Nothing, <laughs> nothing tonight. <laughs>